I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this extra weekly episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, or what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer and friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello. We're going to be delving into some of the things that have happened this week in the news. That is right. And this week, Dane, we are tackling the very sad story and um, troubling story of Tyree Nichols, who was um, murdered, I think we could say, in, in Memphis by um, uh, some police officers. And uh, I think that story alone, uh, with those facts, is, 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 is something that we've heard a lot of yeah. over the years. It's the, 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 the fact that these, these officers were, I think they were all black. Is, with is, the exception of one. exception of one. Has made it an even more uh, complicated conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there has been attempts to uh, convolute and muddy this conversation uh, because whenever we discuss issues of police brutality, it's very easy for them to become very racialized because we see that uh, black people, African-Americans in this case, are massively overrepresented when it comes to uh, unlawful killings and the killings of innocent people at the hands of police brutality. Even at this stage, again, it's saddening, but not surprising that we are now speaking of another incident of it. It's interesting that uh, people have tried to reduce the conversation because four of the five officers that have that were involved in uh, Tyree Nichols' uh, beating and subsequent death were black. Um, but what I think is more troubling is that the one, the white, the one white officer who was responsible for tasing Tyree Nichols uh, has not only not been uh, fired, but unlike the other black officers, has not been charged with second degree murder hmm. like the rest of them. Now, um, I was hesitant to uh, discuss this uh, because of the fact that um, I mean, obviously, I was always aware of it because it's very palpable. But a lot of uh, members of the diaspora and black people tend to suffer from PTSD from constantly seeing videos and body cam uh, footage of innocent black people being isolated, marginalized, brutalized, and in many cases, murdered by American law enforcement. Psychologists are now referring to this as shared fate, where the uh, realism and likelihood of suffering at the hands of police brutality and racial profiling and that culminating in your death has become too normalised a reality for the diaspora. So for anyone that's listening who feels uh, traumatised and may feel triggered by what we're discussing, we are not offended if you don't want to listen. There is a lot to take on and I'm more than aware that uh, the black community only has so much emotional currency and if it does cost you psychologically to have to pay attention to this bullshit then by all means you don't have to listen i am happy to discuss it on your behalf i feel like uh i definitely want to address the fact that there are people who are trying to derail this narrative on the basis that four of these officers were black um my rebuttal to that would be for people to understand how american law enforcement has worked 
when black policemen were first being given jobs within law enforcement, one of the stipulations of that was the fact that they were not able to arrest any white people engaging in criminality. One of the other issues that does frequently occur as well in this discussion is the fact that how can the police be racist if there are black officers that are also participating in the same way? And my response to them would be exactly the same response I have when you see black politicians or black conservative politicians agreeing with, reinforcing and perpetuating regressive ideology that negatively affects black people as well. And that is uh, to try and cite a James Baldwin quote, and I am paraphrasing, where he said that in Harlem, when it comes to calling the police, a lot of the time you hope a white police officer will show up because we are all aware of the inferiority, superiority complex that a lot of black people working in conservative politics or law enforcement have where they feel they have something to prove because they are black. And what you tend to see instead is that these people, much like I've experienced with WPCs and women members of the police, of law enforcement, that they have to overcompensate in order to appear to be equal to their cisgender white male counterparts. So a lot of the time when you are a black person and you are dealing with black members of law enforcement, you are sometimes in a lot more danger because you understand that part of the covenant of these black officers being awarded their job is that they have to exact even more brutality to compensate for their perceived inferiority from their white peers. And a lot of the time you understand that a lot of people that are in these places of work do so as a result of their own self-hatred. And they, like black civilians, are constantly have a suggestion towards them of normalised brutality towards people that share the same skin tone. So for us, it's not surprising that in many cases, black police officers will behave much worse than white police officers because they feel they have something to prove. And that can be infinitely more dangerous. We'll be back after this. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the show. And it just 
struck me the kind of looking at the conversation that went on in the aftermath that you like you, like you kind of mentioned it become so racially bound and so kind of fo- focused on the racial element you just felt that it was really sad that that was what was being focused on but given that the reality is another murder has happened in that country at the arms of um, the people who are supposed to protect the public, right? That's yeah. kind of like, that's above all, right? Isn't that above all the truth of that story? It's, it's supposed to be the motto of law enforcement is to serve and protect. But in this particular instance, it should be noted that Tyree Nichols had committed no crimes, hadn't committed no previous crimes, despite all of the fabrication and lies that have emerged on social media. By committing no crimes, he was stopped under the false pretenses of a uh, traffic stop. And when he questioned why he was stopped, which every civilian whose taxes go towards salarizing law enforcement are free to do, the police officers already began their interrogation of him with violence and with aggression. And even after cuffing Tyree Nichols, proceeded to hold him while he was being beaten in an attack which happened while they turned off their body cams. But luckily one of the streetlights was able to pick up this footage and... I won't even go to the details into the graphic and disgustingly violent nature of this murder, but I will definitely say that if a man is already bound and cuffed and five officers proceed to continue to beat him, I think it's a very clear cut case of violence with malicious intent. And I definitely hope that they are convicted of murder. And I think it's also important to note that I hope this helps people to understand and demonstrate the fact that race is definitely a construct and whiteness and white supremacy doesn't necessarily have to be executed by people that have white skin. And many times you will find in many organisations and in many groups, people who may represent a particular group aesthetically, but not necessarily represent the best interests of that group. And you just can't help but think back to the, you know, it, it is not a good advert for the people who want to vote against what is a defund the police conversation, right? I mean, like I, we've talked about that on this show a few times and how uh, kind of how unbelievably unfocused the conversations are when that happens. You know, that they're not saying get rid of all police. They're saying put some of the resources into other social services, right? Uh, it really doesn't, you know, I don't know, it makes that conversation seem more pertinent, no? Absolutely. But I think it's definitely, again, another important point to note that, um, you know, the continued uh, corruption that we see displayed by American law enforcement definitely uh, justifies why there is this ongoing narrative for defunding of the police. Because even when the police have received uh, massive funding and been given a quasi-military status, they still have failed to act when it's needed. So we saw in Uvalde, Texas, hmm. with the mass shooting, Uvalde as a precinct had already been awarded additional weaponry and additional body armour and still failed to stop a mass shooter from killing 14 children as well as teachers. Um, I think a lot of the time we have people who tend to, well, I think that really the conversation is about the origins of law enforcement, particularly in America and its uh, racial landscape and why some people still feel the need to continue to be apologists on behalf of the police, despite these continuous instances of corruption and killing of innocent people. Like there was a point in time where I used to look at police academy and think that was a comedy show about a bunch of inept police officers but given the history of law enforcement in America, I think it's fair to say that the precinct in uh, police academy are probably one of the most competent precincts <laughs> that I've ever seen in my entire life. Very few innocent people have been killed by the uh, actors who play police officers in police academy. And the fact that law enforcement in real life pales in comparison 
to those mishaps is speaks uh, volumes about the states. But the conversation about defunding the police is going to be ongoing because very clearly we are going to get to the point whereby the resources as they exist are not going to be sustainable for any productive society. And there seems to be a drive from uh, American governance to continue to militarize the police. There seems to be this very petulant reaction from the police about defunding where in coastal cities like Los Angeles or in New York, where police are refusing to apply themselves or intervene in incidences of criminality as if to prove that they are indispensable. Hmm. But um, I would go so far as to say that, you know, it is not good enough. And, you know, this is a problem that transcends race or religious belief or sexual orientation. Essentially, we really have to look at a society where people do not even feel safe with law enforcement. And the fact that we are having this conversation again after, well, within two weeks where just in this country prior last week, it was discovered that one of the most prolific sexual abusers in this country's history was serving in the police force for over 20 years. So the question really is, who do these people represent? Who are they supposed to be serving and obeying? Who, which, which laws are they enforcing? And if this is going to continue, what institution is going to have to replace the police force? Because I think it is very clear now that we have an insufficient uh, resource in the form of Western law enforcement, as far as I'm concerned. And that is this week's DBQs. We should say uh, rest in peace to Tyree Nichols. And we uh, want to show full support to his family. You can find a GoFund page for him online. And yeah, I would definitely just say to remain vigilant. And if you suffer any uh, brutality or any mistreatment at the hands of the police, let us know. And we'll be more than happy to put those fuckers on blast. Fuck the police. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTeast and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group.